Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to the Wildcast Studios for our 200th episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, the fan listeners, first of all, thank you for joining us for 200 episodes. I am humbled by that. I'm your host, Adam Lund, and of course, I am joined by, well, your favorite co-hoster for those roughly 200 episodes. Mr. Jeremy Boucher, buddy, uh, it is good to be back in studio. Um, how you been over these two weeks? Very good. Three uh, weeks almost. Three weeks, yeah. yeah it's been, it's okay, probably been around for 100 and I think about 190 of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm almost at my 200. <laughs> uh, and it sound, it just uh, seems like just yesterday we were doing our, our first one together. And, and seems little, like just yesterday I met you. Yes. The like yeah. Friday before the Monday or the mm-hmm. Tuesday when we recorded. Like I'd never met you until we recorded. And here That's you true. are, thirty nine weeks a year. You're in my basement <laughs> talking hockey. <laughs> I could say the same thing about my wife too. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> a couple weeks off during the year, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's 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 so it's so good to be back. It was a nice break. Um, we had a chance to watch some uh, um, some. You know, world class hockey. Yeah. And um, that's just, that's just not the Wildcats. But it's very catching. You heard it in the intro, but yep. we had to play it again. Hop Swiss. Hop Swiss. Much better than the American Goal song. That's oh. just a organ. It's basically something. a Boston Bruins song. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a 90s. I actually thought it was the guy, like, I thought it was Lyndon. The organ is playing yeah. the song. I didn't realize it was uh, like a, just a recording. What yeah, a it was, sad, sad goal. Yeah, song. I felt I was I was very like you went on the New Year's or the Boxing Day yeah. game to that one. Yeah, I did against uh, Latvia, and I was like, "What's uh, the goal song?" And you're like, "I was this one, hoping for a party in the USA by Miley yeah. Cyrus, but uh, I you was missed it. greatly disappointed." Uh, but oh no, we were. I mean, we were treated to some world class hockey. Um, you know. I think I can speak for a lot of people when, when I say that I think it was more of, um, you know, it, it's, you grow up, you watch the world juniors and you, you never expect it coming to our part of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I know it was in Halifax, you know, 20 years ago when, um, was Sydney in Sydney, but yep. you know, something like here in Moncton, we've never had anything like that. Nothing that's uh, of that magnitude ever in terms of hockey ever, ever, ever come this way. And, um, you know, the fact that we didn't get to see Canada and in and, and the round robin, I think we had the better group. Well, we totally in, had the better group. In terms group. Of, of games and, yep. and their competitiveness and their closeness, uh, we were treated to some really good hockey. And, um, you know, the fact I got to go to, you know, three or four games and cheer for every team that played against the U.S., it was, yeah. it was I mean, it was quite an experience. And, uh, I mean, here we are we're back at the Avenir Center. It's back to Wildcats hockey, and it just seems like we were on a break for three weeks, but it, it just doesn't seem like it. doesn't like feel it. like a, it was a hockey break because no. we were at the rink yep. the whole time. And we went to the um, the Boxing Day game because we found tickets. They were going for 60 bucks a pop. We found them for 40 Someone was just reselling them, which you don't see often on the uh, – uh, on the Ticketmaster there, and uh, so we did the first one, and, and sitting through the first one, we're just like, I mean, it, it was good that it happened to be Swiss. Like I said, we we're going to be the podcast of the Swiss team, and um, I looked at Layla, and she looked at me, and we went, 
we maybe should have bought a package. Yeah. This is this is fun. And I'm mm-hmm. I, as we were leaving, I'm like, I'm glad we went once. I'm glad, you know, I don't have the the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Like I mm-hmm. got to go to a game. I'd I'd been to one in Calgary, um, way back, oh, 2008, 2009. The Yakupov Russia year where Sweden won uh, on the in the overtime. I went to the oh, New yes. Year's Eve one, so yep. I went to that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I sat with uh, thanks to. Matthias Mueller uh, for tickets for us, allowing us to sit with the Swiss fans. And it's just, if I can make one plea, and I've tried so much for fans, but it's more the Avenir Center. You said it. I mean, the fan involvement from other countries was going to be awesome. The Latvians who were getting beat every game, mm-hmm. they had one of the best fan groups. The Czechs had drums and flags. Like, if, if countries can bring that stuff in, why can't we? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it's. I think it's... It, it's just the the fact that it's 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 known uh, for for being mm-hmm. a, a a more of a festive environment yeah. at the World Juniors and you know bringing drums in. I mean, it's not going to happen at the Wildcats game, but you know the World Juniors you're so used to you know drums and stuff like that. And what are they called the vazulas? Not the 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 blow things. Here I am doing. Here I am doing again. Well, you know it's I forget, but they're. You know, obviously, in in soccer in Europe, it's they're popular, and um, I forget the name of them, but there's yeah. um, it, it, the Latvian fans were amazing. I remember going to that game on Boxing Day against the U.S., and I think there was one Latvian fan in the entire arena, and he just happened to catch a puck, and yeah, that was the loudest aside from the two Latvian goals, maybe yeah. the loudest, the coolest moments yeah. that I, that I saw during the entire tournament. Uh, you know, when you're the only fan in the build, well, when we say fan, yeah. everybody was cheering for Latvia, but yeah. literally you got a flag, he's got a Jersey. You could tell he was, he was passionate about his, his country and, 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 and hockey. And, and for him to catch a buck was just, it was something else. Like that was and the, the cool. You're right. Like the, I think the only blowout was the States beating Switzerland 5-1. Mm-hmm. That was the only blowout. Um, Latvia was in that game against the States after mm-hmm. 40 minutes. I think mm-hmm. it was 2-2. They just yep. couldn't hold with them. Yep. Um, you know, the Swiss beat the Finns. They went to mm-hmm. three overtime games, which we were there for Swiss and Slovakia in overtime where Mueller scored. Yeah. And I know how I am when my team in, in Canada is, but to see other countries living and dying on mm-hmm. the shootout was just – it was a very cool experience. So thank you to Mr. Mueller for allowing us to sit with uh, the Swiss fans. But yeah, we had the better group and you nailed it before this thing even gone. I, I was like Canada, Swiss, Germany, Czech. And you said, look out for the Czechia. Yep. They beat Canada on new on, on boxing day. Mm-hmm. They almost got them in overtime. Yep. Um, well done to you, sir. Well, well you know you. what? It's, <laughs> they're just a country that, you know, they hadn't won a medal in 20 years. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of had the, you just looked at, I saw their forward group and, and I was like, Jesus, this team's, this team's got something. And, and I, I, that, that group just doesn't, it, I, I had a feeling that the Czechs had something this year. I don't know why I, I said it. I still don't know why I said it, but it was just a gut <laughs> Cause feeling. you're not a guy that follows the, you know, they had what, 18 returning guys from yeah. the summer, which yeah. You kind of forget the tournament in the summer. Like mm-hmm. they beat the Americans in the quarterfinals, they mm-hmm. lost in the semis, but I just they I, were a good team. I didn't know anything about the Czechs. I just had a gut feeling that they yeah. were going to pose a threat, and and they did. You know, they beat them on Boxing Day and almost got them in the gold medal game. So yeah. it was uh, 
no, honestly, it was heck of a tournament, heck of a two weeks. Hopefully it comes back around here because by the sounds of it, it was a huge success. It was 94% sold out in Halifax, yeah. 74% sold out, which I think they said was a record for a non-Canadian group. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very vocal on our Twitter. If you're going to do it, CHL markets, yeah. junior hockey markets, yeah. make it just like the Memorial Cup. So in 2024, it goes to Sweden, mm-hmm. um, Scandinavium, uh, Canada, Sweden, Finland, Germany, and Latvia. Tough and group. group B in Frölunda or Frölundaberg, the Czechia, U.S., Slovakia, Switzerland, and Norway comes up because Austria was relegated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2025, I think it comes back to the States I or think, Canada. So yeah. if it goes to the States, for me, it's Seattle. You got the T-Birds, you got the Kraken. If you want that NHL market, you're growing the game there. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes back to Canada, if, if if the States get it in the WHL market, then when it comes to Canada, put it in the OHL. And just rotate it like the Memorial Cup and and try to get it. Like I, I think the coolest one, if you're going to go, if you want NHL rings like Hockey Canada does for ticket sales, and IHF, I'm sure, if you go Seattle and, and for the U.S. one, I think one of the cooler ones would be Ottawa and Gatineau. You got an yeah. NHL size rink, yeah. and you got the slush puppy for Group B. Mm-hmm. I think that that should be they should be putting a bid in, um, if they could. But other than the World Juniors, like how was your Christmas? It's good it was to see on, you still have a car. You still yeah. have, you, you still got some money. You spent every single dime <laughs> oh on God. Christmas, updating me up until the last last minute for it to I be was... gone in what two hours? <laughs> two hours, man, like thirty <laughs> minutes. No, it was it was good. Uh, definitely some eleventh hour shopping on. I, I remember I was still out there on Christmas Eve, you know, getting getting some last minute stuff, and yeah, um, I was on the twenty third getting stocking stuffers. Yeah, yeah, and it's it got down to crunch time, but I got the job done, and you know, you you, you spend all that money just to see everything unwrapped within a half an hour, and yeah. um, it was then you just stuff your face, and then you're on a kind of a break, and yep. Now I'm doing dry January. <laughs> Are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing dry January, so I'm I'm nine days without a drink. Nice, and uh, hopefully I can make it the entire month. And um, you know, Christmas was was break was was fun. New Year's was was fun. I was actually impressed with. Uh, so how was the downtown uh, the atmosphere? Because Layla and I were gonna go, so we went to the we watched the Swiss game at noon, and then we got ready. Like we showered, we were, we had a nap. I had a nap. She didn't. Cause I'm old. I'm not going to make it to midnight unless I have a nap. Came downstairs. She wasn't dressed or anything. Well, she was dressed, but she wasn't like <laughs> dressed to go out. And uh, I was like, so what are we doing? She's like, oh, I don't know. Let's watch the hockey game. See how we feel. Spoiler alert. We didn't go out on yeah. New Year's Eve, but um, I know you were there. You, you mm-hmm. saw our director of hockey, hockey operations taking a small break. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah. how was it down there? It was actually not bad. You know, there, I would I would say there's probably a couple thousand people yep. uh, down for the band. And um, Did you watch the game there? Did you go after no, the No. So we went, I was at Kelsey's pro- until after the second period. And then I was like, shoot, you know, if we should, we should probably get down there to watch the third period. Well, by the time we got, we found a place to park and got to that veneer center. The game was just ending. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you know what? It's after that. Literally, as soon as the as the horn went, the band started playing, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, okay, perfect timing." So, I thought the band was playing on the stage, at the at the on the right, oval. Yeah, yeah. But they were actually they had like the community stage set up on Main Street. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, they probably like I said, a couple thousand people there. Pump House had a 
they were selling tall boy cans out of the back of a truck and um you know you could pay debit it was perfect um because if you went people were asking on the city of moncton facebook page you know was there a beer garden they kept saying no so of course uh, you know no to a beer garden but yes you could have at least said pump house will be on site you know selling because i think that's what prevented more people from going down is they wanted to be able to drink yeah but there was no beer garden, according to the city of Moncton, but there was no liquor, beer available for purchase. And um, no, we were there till midnight. I didn't see a ball drop or anything. Um, I thought they said there was going to be one, but maybe yeah, it was somewhere where you, you kind of were. That's it. But as soon as there was no countdown clock or nothing, so you looked over, the band stopped playing at like 11.55, and then people started walking towards like the riverfront mm-hmm. and then boom, 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 boom. Fireworks start going off and you're oh shoot, it's midnight. <laughs> Let's make out with your wife. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when oh, the fire... see you picked your wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a couple other options out there, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, fireworks ended and then I ran into Richie and, um, he said that he had been in the office at nine o'clock that morning and was just leaving after midnight. Jesus. So that's, uh, you know, a 15 hour day and, um, it was worth it. He still looked like he could go for another ten hours, yeah. and he didn't. He didn't look tired at all. And because um, I think you're, if you love what you do, some days you just run on on fumes and yeah. and still get the job done. So that was um, that was that. You know, New Year's was just different, different yeah. vibe to it this year. He probably. If because were, we were allowed to do something. Yeah. Right? If, if, then, there, if there wasn't a World Juniors, I probably would have been sitting at home. And, yeah. You know, but uh, the fact that there was, you know, the tournament was in town and you knew there'd be uh, some people downtown and, you know, Main Street was closed off. And I'd love to see them do something like that every year. Uh, yeah. Because it would definitely bring uh, – because, look, if anything helped the economy. Yeah. <laughs> it was World you know, Juniors. It's a World Juniors. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you walk downtown Main Street and between – you know, from after the 12 o'clock game to the before the 5 p.m. game. Yeah. I mean, when there's a lineup around the corner at the subway, you know the downtown's pretty hopping because yeah, yeah. there's never a lineup at that subway. Um, so that, uh, you know, if anything, this this is really going to help. And they're talking like $45 you know, million dollars in, in economic spinoff, which is absolutely massive because, you know, the, the holidays are always the slowest time mm-hmm. for – for bars so this is it's going to have a huge impact on on not only the province but the city and and you know nova scotia as well and halifax and um you know when, yeah. you, when you when each when each of the two provinces contribute a million dollars to the event and it ends up turning into 45 million well that's a pretty good roi that's a pretty, yeah and uh yeah. You, you can't really complain there and it's not even just halifax and moncton like you said like austria played um in Turo and they had their mm-hmm. stuff there and Bucktouche had a game mm-hmm. and it was just, that's why you have to, you know, we support these kids and fans support these kids throughout the season. And then when you actually get to see the world's best, um, you just got to keep it in, in junior hockey markets. It's not like our friend and contributor, Dave McKnight said, it's just another tournament. I yep. think it was him or was Jamie, one of the two is it's just another tournament in Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver, but out in your actual markets, um, it's, it's an actual tournament. Uh, yeah, we just stayed at home and watched Dick Clark's Rock and Eve with bands I don't know anymore. I I got no idea who they are. Waited till midnight, went to bed. Um, Christmas was okay. I I had you know just the two of us. It was small. I won Christmas with the Switch. She had no idea that was coming. There so you go. That uh, that felt good. But 
Um, yeah, I think New Year's, um, like uh, Corey Arsenal said on on the New Year's Eve, kind of the game before New Year's Eve against the Islanders. You know, the Islanders and Moncton, let's do something together where it's a, a weekend set or they play on New Year's Eve and, mm-hmm. you know, one year it's in Charlottetown, one year it's in Moncton. You know, kind of rotate it and have these games on the actual New Year's Eve game mm-hmm. because St. John had it. They were so good at marketing it properly so fans knew when the game was, knew what was coming. Unbelievable job by Gabby and that whole team to promote that thing. But the building was sold out Mm -hmm. to see the Spice Girls now. It was the world's longest. It was like half – it was like a Super Bowl for the 25-minute intermissions or whatever it was, which hopefully that doesn't happen all the time. But um, it's just – you can do so many cool things with a 2 p.m. you know start time and families downtown Mm -hmm. and – um, just keep everybody down and spending money and, you know, making the city when it's usually a slower time. Um, I continue to roll. And just because the World Juniors is over doesn't mean you shouldn't support these kids. And it's mm-hmm. not just here in Moncton. Anywhere you go, this is the cheapest you're going to see these kids before they get to the uh, the next level. Before we move on, I do want to say some of the best names. Chaz Lucius, <laughs> Team USA. I said to you before we started, I said to Leila, I'm like, does that not sound like a Will Feral character like that just sounds like a Will Ferrell. Jimmy Snuggerud. Um, what are some other ones on the states? They have Rucker Rucker McGroarty. Yep. Um, uh, they K- they had some Caden. There was some like there the, were some good names for the you, USA. Did it yeah. uh, pretty good there. Strong finish. Brad Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> very very finished. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who is going back to the WHL? Yeah. Um, there was one. His actual last name was Finland. Yeah. Uh, Suomi. Suomi. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's some of the fun parts is just the names that you're not used to seeing and, and stuff like that. But I just, I had to get that Chaz Lucius just to me sounded like a Will Ferrell character. And it just, it was, it was awesome. All right. Uh, as always, don't forget, you can follow us on our social medias Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. And here on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Our quick question uh, I mean, the trade deadline's come and gone in the queue. Uh, we're starting to see it happen now in the O and the WHL. What are you more of a fan of? The way the Q does it with the futures or the way the OHL does it with the no first round picks can be traded or I guess the way the WHL goes where a team goes, I want that guy, give me everything you got. And they go, yep, here we go. Like, I mean, for like, for instance, the, the Blazers, they get Olin Zellweger, Ryan Hoffer, Everett uh, or Kamloops gives up four players, three, three actual players, one prospect in 07, a first in... Well, basically every draft. I'm trying to read off the That's crazy. The graphic here. 23, 24, 25, 26, a second in those years, a conditional second in one of those years, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. Like, you're just seeing these trades come down. Like, And that's not even for Connor Bedard, which he, I don't think he's going to be traded. But um, Zach Ostapchuk, another Canadian gold medalist, goes to Winnipeg for three first-round picks. Um, and like, then you've got the OHL where they don't trade first-round picks, so all of their trades, they may have, like, seven picks going back but mm-hmm. it's all second third fourth fifth so yeah what are you more of a fan of honestly I, I love the ohl way um i think every team should be able to get a first round pick um it's the future thing yeah whatever it's um i but i like the way the ohl does it i i would like to see every team get a first round pick mm-hmm. um because really that's you know for these teams that go all in go all in They've got and don't win. They've got no consolation prize, and they're not picking until third round, fourth round sometimes. Yeah, 
this allows them to, you know, have something to maybe build the rebuild around. And it, I've always liked the way the OHL does it. Um, but again, it's one of those things. The queue will probably never change. No. Uh, f- the futures, I'm not a big fan of. Because uh, if you're a player and you're not notified, you're probably wondering in the second half, oh, is it me? Uh, but you also kind of have an idea. Yeah, it's probably me. Because I know when LaRue and Dinoyer got traded, they knew. They knew well before. Oh, did they? Uh, they <laughs> they've no, they knew for a while. Okay. Um, so I always assume they know. Yeah. Uh, I would hope. When you have a, I guess, a guy like um, John Chorchetti who doesn't mind down these players yeah. before, I mean, it's um, – I like what the I like the way I like the OHL. Um, I mean, trading ten assets for two players is a little ridiculous, and um, people are talking about that trade. It's it, that's one of the craziest trades or returns I've ever seen. Yeah, and There's, look, Kamloops is hosting the Memorial Cup, so yeah. that's prices why they're are going, going to be better. Yeah, but, I mean, come but on. But still, like that's not even Connor Bedard, and I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to get traded before the deadline. A because in the WHL. Uh, 16 and 17 year olds have to ask for a trade before they're they're dealt, mm-hmm. um, and he reportedly hasn't asked for one. Um, as well, I don't think the Pats want to trade him because they want that that recruiting of with the first pick in the NHL entry draft, the Arizona Coyotes select Connor Bedard from Regina mm-hmm. from the Regina Pats, just like you yeah. know they wanted Barbashev to be from the Moncton Wildcats, right? Like teams want those players that are drafted especially the guys like Connor Bedard and the guys they draft and invest in, they want him to be on that team, not, yeah, he was here for three years, but we traded him and, you know, proud to select from the Kamloops Blazers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what they want. I think I I kind of want a mix of all of it, and I don't know how you do it, and I'm surprised that the three CHL leagues aren't, A, kind of a trade deadline aligned. aligned. So you kind of, it's all the same weekend. I hate the fact that it's over Christmas. I wish that the deadline was like the OHL and the WHL right now, like coming into even the 1st of February, you get two months of those guys. And I understand with schooling, it might be different. You want those kids to be have the most school and play with your team for a few months, but I hate that it's over Christmas. So even mm-hmm. if you moved it back a couple weeks, uh, but I wish it was all aligned. All three leagues had trade deadline at the same time. And I, I think I like the way that the Q does it where you got your futures because you know, it, we got that half a year um, until things went south, getting to see Denoyer and, and LaRue, which helps your team win. And I think, like Dave McKnight said on Twitter, that's how the Q has been winning so far because those young guys that are contributing, yeah. you look at the OHL, Porter Marone from uh, the Sting and Jack Van Vlossen, they're, uh, Peterborough, they're on their way to Mississauga, who's probably going to be good in a few years. Um, they're, com- they're helping their teams right now, mm-hmm. and they're shipped off. So... I think I like the way the Q does it, so we get to see those young kids make impacts for at least a year right. without shipping those two off. Like, we would have only seen LaRue for a half a season. Like, that kind of would have sucked, right? At least we got a full year out of them. But I think the CHL should kind of align themselves. So all three leagues at the same time, the same um, weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't Well, I don't. I doubt there will be any changes. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. One thing I like, I'd like to see interleague trading. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> That's like Connor Bedard traded to the uh, Halifax oh, Moosehead. He'd be going to the Halifax or... Moosehead, a hundred percent. No, that that's another thing that'll never happen. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's funny. I think Aiden Aiden kind of pointed it out where um, there was a player who um, Broussard. 
Yeah, so he he signed with Sudbury. Yep. And a player from Sudbury signed with Drummondville. Yeah. So it's he's kind of he he played it on Twitter as being inter, the first ever CHL interleague trade, but obviously it's not. It's no. it's just a coincidence, I think. <laughs> the but, ops the ops of it look. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I mean that would be something I'd love to see some days. Just because uh, you see it in Junior A. Yeah. Right. You see like oh so so and so from the Flin Flom Bombers has been traded to the Summerside Western Capitals for future considerations. It's well, like, you know. Well, it, what's the guy we had in the show from the uh, Rumsey? Yeah. Didn't he, he go from like Camelton out to Estevan? Yeah, he did. Somehow like that. Yeah. So then they. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what are you going to do for future considerations? It's like <laughs> Summerside. Oh, well, we got this, we got this guy who wants to go to, the Flynn Flon Community College and <laughs> yeah. study plumbing. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, here's your future considerations. Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, Jimmy Bill Bob Smith from, uh, you know, uh, Skinner's Pond PEI. <laughs> wants to go be a plumber, going to go to Flynn Flon College. Hey, and good on him. Play for the Bombers. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, uh, you'd never see something like that. But uh, Man, it would be fun, though. It would be extremely, extremely funny to, to see something like that ever happen in the CHL, but it will never do that. No. All right, speaking of trades, let's get to the news notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So the trade deadline has come and gone, and that's kind of why we took an extended break because we're going to come back next week, and there was only two Wildcat trades, and then our show would have dropped on Wednesday, and the trade for Connor Trenholm went down (laughs) Tuesday night, so we wouldn't have been able to talk about it. So we kind of wanted to wait till everything was done, the World Juniors would have been done. Um, Before we get to the Wildcats, I mean, the final day as compared to – Obviously, last year um, with the Memorial Cup being in town or in the in the queue, um, it just kind of was bleh. I think like everyone was waiting for Riley Kidney, and he was mm-hmm. finally dealt to Gatineau, mm-hmm. um, and that was the big one that everybody was waiting for. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot going on on that final day. Nope, it was pretty uh, pretty light. Um, yeah, obviously, we everybody saw the kidney trade coming. It's a little surprising they waited. So long to trade him. Wonder if there's a reason for that. That's kind of not known because I think they probably would have got a little more if they traded him earlier. Uh, so I'm not sure if there was some sort of a holdup uh, for, that made them wait until the last day, mm-hmm. but not sure about uh, maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. But yeah, definitely um, not a very dramatic final trade period you know you, you saw some ones trickle in there and uh towards the last couple of hours but nothing that really made me jump out of my seat or anything like that you you knew these players were being traded uh, I, I remember sitting in the Moncton hospital when the Dao trade went down and I was like wait well, well what wait why were you in the hospital oh Megan oh. stuff or Avery stuff last year yeah I don't know. I, I, I forget. That's a good thing. It wasn't that. Uh, was nothing that was major. No, so, no, so no, we're no. Okay, it there. Was, it right. was. I forget what it, what it was. Probably a Megan thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, nothing that didn't. Nothing that caught me off guard. Nothing that uh, shocked me. Everything was was predictable. Everything really. The players I expected to get traded got traded. Yeah. yeah. Some of the some of the destinations I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um. Bradley Kidney, I thought for sure, was going to get to Halifax somehow. Thankfully, he's out of the division. Yes. Um, we got what we wanted. La Pena, 
Out of the division. They're gone. Melanson. You're gone. Out of the division. What does he do? Six points in three yeah. games. I'm like, enjoy that. He Everyone. might actually win the goal scoring title. Like he's <sighs> he's up there. It's crazy because he's got Justin Gill as his teammate, and Justin Gill has Yeah. I think leads the so it's two two teammates are gonna be the, the It'll ones. Be a four 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 person race on two teams with yeah. the Halifax guys and the yeah. Sherbrooke guys. It's crazy. Um I felt okay with Gatineau. When I picked him earlier in the year, I said they gotta go get a goaltender. I feel better <laughs> going to get LaPena. Um, Cam McDonald. Moving Maddox Landry was probably kind of tough there when you're moving your captain. Um, moving your captain, moving your coach's son. Yeah. You know, it's – but uh, well, They had know. a lot of offense. They needed – they couldn't afford to move defensemen, and yeah. that's, I think, where they – They had to get rid of a 20 yeah. to make room for their goalie. Yeah. And uh, so Maddox Landry is kind of that odd odd man out. You surprised that Halifax didn't make a goaltender or defenseman move? Very. Very surprised. I think uh, I don't. I don't want to eat my words when I say this, but I think you know they'll get out of the first round pretty easily. But um, you know, I think they're they could have trouble in the second round. Um, which I mean, for all fair, very well could be a Moncton Halifax, you know, second yeah. round matchup. But could be a Halifax Ramuski too. Yeah, that's true. But I, I honest to God, I think they're gonna have they're gonna be in trouble. Um, I think that was more because they're 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 all in years next year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they wanted to go. <laughs> Next year, dude, they're all in this year. Like they, Do they have nothing left. No. Oh yeah, they sure don't. Like Never mind. They. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. just assume when they didn't go get a defenseman and a goaltender, they weren't really pushing the chips in all all in. But dude, like Never they're mind, probably guess, yeah. they're probably going to do what Valdor did this year and try to win as many games in the first half, and then they're going to go and trade Dume. They're going to yeah. go and trade Vitacek. They're going to go and trade. You know, get as much as they can. Yes. Yeah. Right, because they got to flip it around. If as soon as they went out and got um, Ale- the do set, yeah, they were all in. Oh, okay, right, like that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hadn't know? looked at their picks, so I thought, well, they didn't go get a goaltender and a yeah. defenseman, which we kind of said was maybe more of them going all in. But I guess the, I, yeah. they score the they problems. I guess need, they didn't need to go get do set. Like their no. their top six was already fine, like to the point where they've moved Evan Boucher down to the third line, yeah. right? Like and. They didn't need to go get Doucette. Mm-hmm. They need. They should have used those assets on a goaltender like a William Blackburn, who could have been back next year. Yeah. And then you maybe flip them and recuperate some assets. You go and get um, maybe a twenty-year-old defenseman like a Biaka Batuka from Charlottetown, but they didn't do that. And it's, you know, it's it's puzzling. I honest to God think they're in trouble once they get to the round two because they're just. They've got a great like their their forward group looks great, mm-hmm. but their defensive depth does not look very good at all. Like and their goaltending is questionable. Like you can have Mathis Russo can have a good a good game, or a bad. Like, game. He can have also have a bad game. Yeah. And do you trust Brady Burns? Uh, not Brady Burns, Brady James. <laughs> if Mathis Russo gets hurt, yeah. no, no, you don't. Like no. it, it's it's it's. I'm not saying that because I dislike the Mooseheads. I'm saying that because they, I th- honest to God think they're in trouble, and once they hit round two. And if they make it out of round two, there's there no no chance they're making it out of round three. No, like it's they're they're in trouble, and it's look. I'm not making. I'm not a GM here, but um, they definitely should have focused more on their back end uh, and and their and their goaltending before they addressed you know getting Josh Lawrence. Fine, okay, good pickup, uh, but you know he, maybe split some of those assets and get a defenseman and uh yep. And it's and a goaltender uh, instead of going out and getting I'm, too uh, set, but I don't know. We'll we'll see how that turns out. But I'm I'm not 
I'm not going to be uh, betting money on them. No. Um, so the video Tom, Videotron team of the week. Um, we're not going to go to each week we missed because, uh, well, I don't want to go back that far. Uh, the aforementioned Jacob Melanson, three games, five goals, two assists. Enjoy him in that division. Uh, Samuel Savoie, Gatineau, three games, three goals, three assists. Zach Bolduc, three games, six goals, one assist. Marc-Andre Gadette from Sherbrooke, three games, two goals, four assists. Xavier Dagg from the Eagles, three games, no goals, five assists. And the goaltender, Jacob Steinman of your Moncton Moncton Wildcats, 2-0, a 9-4-8 save percentage and a 1.5 goals against average. Your player of the week uh, was Zach Bolduc. And I believe we actually had a couple Wildcats in the... Players of the month yeah, for Etienne December. Moran, I Etienne think. Moran, yeah. Number five. Number five. So forward of the month was LaRue. Honorable mention was Bolduc. Defenseman of the month, Etienne Moran. 11 games, 5 goals, 10 assists, 15 points. Defenseman of the month, player of the week, uh, team of the week, Wildcats, Wildcat of the week, Kubota um, top, prospects. top prospects invite. Like He just had a month. He's on, I mean... We'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, honorable mention, Edouard Corrier from the Huskies. Goaltender of the Month, Ty Austin of Gatineau and Charlottetown. And honorable mention to Patrick Harmla of Ramuski. Rookie of the Month, Jan Sparter. And honorable mention to Jacob Steinman uh, in December. 3-2, and two, 2.47 goals against average, and a 9.16 save percentage, which brings us now to the Wildcast Podcast Boucher Team of the Week. That is right. Um, so prior to, to the our Christmas break, we did the – Pack your shit, team of the week. Yep. Um, so this will be the uh, edition 2 of uh, Pack Your Shit. Second edition. Uh, Learning French over here. Uh, Learning French. This is the after Christmas break freeze uh, transactions. The players who I think will benefit their new organizations the most. Uh, I'm going to finish with my goalie because I believe it's going to be breaking news. Um, but up front, I'm going to start with Jakob Brabenik. Who's of course going from Charlottetown to Sherbrooke? Silver medalist. Yep. Silver medalist. Um, he's joining a four, uh, Sherbrooke team that looks really good. Yeah. Uh, they made the right. They're the they're the team that I'm saying made the right moves. Okay. Okay. So that's my. I'm not saying they're going to win the queue. I'm saying they made the right moves. Um, Riley Kidney, uh, of course, in Bathurst, Gatineau. Uh, like you said earlier. Very happy he's out of the division. Yes. Extremely happy he's out of the the division. And the other guy, too. And uh, I'm actually going to go with Connor Trenum um, for my third forward uh, because if you read the message board, you've seen that some people are not a big fan of this acquisition. And uh, I'm saying it's going to be a very beneficial acquisition. We've already seen the benefits of it. Um, You wanted him for a year now. A year. So he's finally here. Uh, yeah, to those who don't know, he was the player last year that we were like, he's going to the Memorial Cup. He's on a team in blue. That was that was the guy. Yes. Um, and yeah, like uh, Richie said in in their trade uh, period recap, he wants him to play like Jacob Hudson. And if he plays like Jacob Hudson, he's going to be making a lot of those people on the message board eat their words. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, on defense, I'm going to go with uh, obviously Braden Schmidt. Um, player i think i've this close i think i've mentioned that i liked him on, on a couple of occasions like you said a player that jeremy liked on a couple of occasions actually you talked to cedric Bourdain yeah about him i did and uh um, so close let's just say i'm glad we didn't pay the price that cape breton did to get him 
yeah. which was an astronomical price. And I will say, of all the trades during the trade period, this would be the only gross overpayment. Second and 23, first and 24, second and 24, second and 25. Yes. So I would put this as one of those gross overpayments. Was that four picks or five picks? Four picks. I would have paid maybe three for him. Yeah. I would have I would have maybe I would have paid cuz I can't see a future in that. I wouldn't have gave a first for I wouldn't have paid a first for him. I would have said okay, maybe three three seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um but I think that's I mean you you basically you're moving your captain out, bringing a captain in, he'll probably be the captain of the team. Yeah. Uh you look at Kay Breton in their trade, they basically got anybody that's hometown said NS. Well, it's 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 They're bringing in players from the market to bring up ticket sales so people go see their guys, right? If it's if it if the, if it's a player like I think Braden Schmidt's an exception. Yeah. But it's Sylvain Couturier bringing in bringing in like uh what what did um like the the sloppy seconds from Bathurst, like you know, it's he's bringing in his guys. He's bringing in his guys. Yeah, you know, I, I made a joke with with Johnny. Well, when are they going to trade for kidney? You know, what yeah. when's when's Cape Breton going to trade for kidney? Um, we got Johnny Rocket on kidney. Who do we? Who was uh, was it? Melanson to Moncton or was it kidney to Moncton? Um, I got I got him on Monk on Melanson to yeah. Moncton, and yeah. I was talking to. Friend of the show, Andrew Barrington, that kidney was like once the prices came and it was like near the end of it. I'm like, it's gonna be Moncton. Well, what sources? <laughs> me, me. <laughs> like, literally me. And he's like, I told you it wasn't going there. I was like, I was, I knew it was wasn't going kidding. there. Like, um, it's yeah, fun to fun to get the rumors going. Yeah, um, no, I'm glad I didn't pay that price. Yeah. And uh, second D is Frederick Brunet from um, Ruski to Victoriaville. Uh, he's gonna be a big piece on their back end this year and obviously next season as well. And uh, they paid, a, a, I would say, a good price. They paid a fair price. Now, my my goalie, now, like I said, could, this could be very well be breaking news. So if we were if we were live, this would be breaking news. Right. Um, but by the time this show comes out on Wednesday, it'll probably be already announced. You hope. So <laughs> when we beat Charlottetown... On Sunday, we they ended up releasing Ty Austin because we beat them because he lost that game. So Ty Austin is no longer with the Islanders. What? They have released him and picked up Jacob Roeyard, who was the 20-year-old goaltender for Sherbrooke in the first half. So if you look at the Charlottetown roster, Ty Austin's no longer there. What? Because we apparently got to Jim Halton to the point where he decided to release him and pick up a goalie on waivers. Um, well, we beat him both times. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So they're running with uh, Grimy, whatever his name is. Grimes. Yeah. Grimy. And uh, Jacob. Jason Grimes and Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Robillard. So my uh, <laughs> pack your shit. uh <laughs> Goaltender of the week is Jacob Robillard, who is now a <laughs> member of the Charlton Islanders. So there's your breaking right. breaking news that will likely not be breaking when you listen to this show. But uh, I think he's um, – because I didn't have much to work with. You know, I could have went with 
Philip Cloutier, who won from Quebec to Val d'Or or the other way Could around. Could have with Herdebees, who just said, uh, see picks, I'm out. I'm going to play for the Cobras. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know what? I'm going to go with this one. And so there you go. Jacob <laughs> Robillard. Jacob with a K. We like Jacobs with Ks we do. in their names. Um, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. So we uh, we made the Islanders tell Ty Austin to pack a shit. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> so there's just packing the shit team of the week. All righty, let's uh, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. All right, welcome to the weekly rewind presented by brand new sponsor. Oh, you didn't hit the mute button. <laughs> you didn't turn your sound yes, on. Yes, I did. Now I did. There you go. Brand new sponsor, the local sports pub. Uh, looking for a great place to have some wing beers and watch the sports. We went there for the gold medal game. Um, it's where the Salty Sea Dog used to be on 1715 Main Street. Uh, they've redone the whole thing, and they put a brand new um, deck on there uh, for the summer. Um, they're starting their playoff NFL playoff pick and pool. Uh, just head to their IG page, the local sports pub, um, and enter. They'll have the prizes announced later on, but um, thanks to Eric and uh, everyone at the local sports pub for jumping on the second half. Uh, it could be a destination where we do some of our playoff uh, viewing parties uh, into the uh, into the playoff games. Uh, well, it's been a while since we recapped some games here, so uh, we're going to go through all six period by period, game by game. Oh, good, you're still here. All right. Uh, please, no, we're please gonna... no? <laughs> no, we're not at all. Can we just do the last two, please? Well, we're going to... Kind of. Uh, they went five and one uh, in the past six over the holiday break, including five in a row. Uh, they won three in a row in 2023, undefeated already, uh, bringing the record to 21, 14, 0 and 2, 44 points. Second in the Maritimes, fourth in the conference. Um, I mean, just looking back at the last two, the last six, whatever, we asked them to be real, get real. And I believe we've kind of seen them be real i think this is the this is the team that we expected to see and and look it, it helps that we've played cape breton charlotte well i wouldn't i won't say cape breton because up until wednesday last week we hadn't beat them yet um but we're playing charlottetown st john charlottetown twice uh which apparently allowed them to release their goaltender but um we're playing the division games which were 15 and 7 now in the division um we had Rumuski on Friday, mm-hmm. and I thought that was going to be like that was going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, they played really well. Their their second periods in both Cape Breton and Rumuski were exactly what I want to see from the the team, and that is they're concentrating on playing better second periods. Can I talk about the first period of that Rumuski game for just for a second? Sure. Um, I don't know what the problem was, but um, man, the bakery was the bakery was open that yeah. night. The bakery was open for that first 20 seconds, man. They were cooking up some turnovers. Um, I counted in the first period alone 11 turnovers. And And nine of of them probably came in the second. Six or seven turned into either, well, there was only one goal they scored, which was, well, I don't call it a turnover, but it it wasn't a defensive turnover. Mm -hmm. But any turnover in their own end led to a quality scoring opportunity. And Stein them, Steinman bailed them out mm-hmm. big time. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Maybe that maybe that was just me. You know, we're we just finished watching the World Juniors. You know, we were watching world class junior hockey players, and then you go back and watch the Wildcats. Maybe I'm just being a little difficult on them, 
but some of them were a little obvious. Yeah. You know, it was the first game back after a road trip and they've had nine of, and when I say road trip, it's not like they were gone for three weeks. Like yeah. They come home almost every night, but that first game after a road trip is definitely tough. And who knows what the ice conditions were? Mm-hmm. Cause they were pretty tough in the world juniors with the ice on top of the ice. Um, but after that, 11 turnovers or whatever. Yeah, it 14. was fine. They progressively got better during the game. Exactly. The second period, they outshot 12 yeah. to 5 and yeah. scored two goals, which when, like it's been a while since they've done that. And that's what yeah. we're asking for from yeah. this hockey club. Yeah. So they they got better as the game went on. And, you know, in their post game recap, you know, Dan Lacroix said the same thing. Um, but, you know, this just the, the soft, the soft plays off the wall or, you know, the, you're passing the puck up in the middle of the ice, mm-hmm. you know, as a defenseman. And, you know, just the soft plays on the wall are the same reason why the Czech Republic tied up the game, the gold medal game. Like they're like, that's Brant Clark. Don't know what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> um, and I forget what the other guy's name was, but they literally just trying to backhand it yeah. off the glass and out. You're not gonna backhand a puck out of the out of the zone. No, off the ice. You need to that. It needs to be hard, and like you just, you, they need to play harder in their own end. And it's it's just, um, <laughs> yeah, they got better. I'm not gonna sit here and complain. Um, because no, they played I, they played 50 minutes in the it was the middle it was the last 10 in the first period. Yeah, and then the rest of the way and even into Charlottetown, which was kind of a bleh game, mm-hmm. which is a trap game. One hundred percent. They got another one this week because uh, the the Islanders game was scheduled between yeah scheduled between Ramuski and Quebec. Now they got Bathurst on Friday between Quebec and Halifax. Um, I mean, some of the pull out the old stats here um, in this six game uh, set and five game winning streak. They're thirty percent on the power play, and they got a ninety two percent penalty kill. Like it's. Yeah. If you can keep those numbers yeah, up, exactly. you know, there's going to be a, a... Because they're 11th in the league in, yeah. in penalty, power play at 20%, 7th at 80%, which I think they were a lot lower before the streak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 92% stat was brought to you by uh, Richard Moran, um, Etienne Moran's dad. Okay, nice. Uh, on Twitter, he sent Mr. that Moran. to us. Yep. Um, the real Mr. Moran, yeah. not not the, the guy that uh, Marty calls Mr. Moran. <laughs> <laughs> and they're averaging 36 shots a game in this five-game winning streak, yeah. 30, 46, 46, 29, and 30. So they're getting pucks to the net, mm-hmm. and I think that's been a big uh, a big bone of contention is play well defensively and on the penalty kill. And the biggest thing you're going into Wednesday, do not take eight penalties like you did against Cape <laughs> yeah. Breton, seven like you did against uh, Charlottetown, five like you did against Charlottetown uh, early just before. Or New turn Year's the puck Eve. over. Or turn the puck over because you do that, and she's going to be uh, done over early. And, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, that's, that's my only concern. You know, like, uh, people will say that, you know, we complain a lot about the team and you know what? I think we're allowed to complain about the team. Do we just, do they just want fluff? Like there's nothing well, that's, wrong that's with them? it until, until the Wildcats are paying us, yeah. uh, to put on the show, we're going to, we're going to critique the team as much as we can. And, and we're not contri- I don't think we're doing it anymore no, than we're, anybody. We're giving even. constructive feedback yeah. and it's like, we're giving our personal opinions here and, you know, people will say that, you know, we're being too tough on the team. Well, you know, you go and watch that first period of the Moosey game and you count the number of turnovers, yep. right? I'm not going to sit here and say they played well. They played well in the second and third period. They played absolute crap in the first period. And they were lucky to come out of that game, that first period with only mm-hmm. giving up one goal because I think they finally got the message, what I said a month ago, about who needs to be the number one goalie. Yeah. And 
I will say that Filion has played well recently. He's um, won three of his last four. Both. He's also kind of maybe taken advantage of the opponents, right? Like it's – if um, I wouldn't – I'd, I'd, I'd – I'm not going to say that he should start against Quebec. He shouldn't start against no, Quebec. It's, no, they've got it set up now where Steinman's going to go against Quebec. He's going to go against Bathurst, and Steinman's going to go against Halifax, that's which it. is just fine if that's yep. what Fillion needs to get his confidence back, confidence back be. up. Because at some yep. point, Steinman might not be what he's been. Yep. Player of the month and team of the week. Mm-hmm. Like He might have a down week, and you're going to need Fillion to step up maybe against Shakutami or maybe against... Sherbrook next and month. That goes and, back to you know, exactly road what I talk about Halifax not upgrading their goaltending. Yeah, you know what? If Rousseau gets a gets into a a, a, a piss spell, I don't know what I, I don't know whatever the way to yeah. say it. Uh, um, you know, is Brady James who you want to have a net to to take over? No, like it's yeah. you know it. There's uh, there's obviously like uh, they've they've got the the schedule figured out, which I'm I'm glad. I was happy to see it's time to get what three consecutive starts, two or three, three I think, three three straight. So yeah, um, you know they're they're obviously finally seeing that he's he's playing better and and awarding him and, but I think the way they got it set up right now where it's, you know maybe Steinman gets Quebec and then Filion gets Bathurst and Steinman gets uh, Halifax. That's that's a good. Uh, a good start. Yep, and then Philan would go back against Charlottetown. You can't have him sit. You can't have Steinman go for eight or nine straight because then you're just going to get into Philly on um, having some trouble. I mean, before we look ahead kind of the second half, you're looking back on the first half. Up until now, uh, leading after 20, they're 12-5. and five. Leading after 40, they're 15-1 and one on the year. So if they get up after 40, that's generally a good sign. Trailing after 23-7, and seven, trailing after 42-8. and eight. Um, Home, they're undefeated when leading after 40 they're eight no seven and two after 20 um gets a little dicey one and one two and three after 20 and 40 respectively um it's on the road they're seven and one when leading after 40 but they're oh and five and two and six when they trail uh after 20 and 40 so it's you know for as negative as people think we are i mean they're when they can control the game and control the lead and and whatnot they're they're seven and three in one goal games as well, uh, and they're nine and three when they're got a three goal lead. Yeah, uh, some of these stats I just don't believe. You know? <laughs> it's I, I know it's true. Yeah, pull them right off the lead. I, I know, know it's true, but you just it just doesn't. They just don't seem realistic. Because no. I think you kind of forget the leads they have like a month and a half ago, right? Mm-hmm. You forget the leads. Um, you know, looking in the second half. Um, We'll talk about the trades. I mean, they, they brought in Oscar Pondowski for a sixth and a 2025th uh, second rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, Pavin was dealt, which then was reversed because mm-hmm. uh, he's going to go into retirement. So good luck in your future endeavors there, uh, Pavan. Uh, it was, you know, it was an honor to watch you uh, watch you play for a couple of years. Um, Connor Trenholm was the big, big acquisition, a second in 2023 and a second in 2025. So you look at that trade last year. Um, it was sixth and seventh became the second in 2025, which went back to St. John at some point. So maybe that was the long-term plan on that deal. No, I maybe think it was. It a was. Fresh, I mean, a fresh deal. It, it could have been like two. It's, it seems like it yeah. kind of adds up to adds it. Up. And, and yeah. then uh, Nathan Casey was sent to St. John um, for a seventh rounder in 2025, which kind of just allows them to play at home. Um, 
he wasn't getting a spot here. I mean, this lineup's tough enough to crack when Mercy is on your fourth line. Um, so when he was coming back, it was going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Trenholm, Plandelski, they kind of look like your 20-year-olds along with Danielle next year. Right. That's what it looks like. I mean, there's that odd chance that Barbashev is back, but at the same time, you know, technically a 20-year-old Euro is two roster spots. Yeah. And as good as he's been lately, mm-hmm. he's on a goal-scoring. Yep. League um, leading. Yep. Get into that in a little bit. Spoiler alert. Um. So Tuesday of last week, whenever that was, the second. Yep. Third third at that as of tuesday of last week there had been no offers for barbershop and apparently there was one that came in late (laughs) at the on the deadline and they just couldn't come to an agreement but at the same time it's like okay well do you want those assets for Rorishev or would you rather have him on your team in the second half and the playoffs? Come to think of it, I probably want to have him on my roster. Yeah. Sometimes the best trade you make is the one you don't make. Yeah. And I think he's turning out to be that mm-hmm. that deal. Finally starting to go. He's, he's getting into a groove here. Yeah. He's playing with the players he should be playing with. Uh, he's scoring every game now by the seams of it. Um so yeah, I, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's still around. And yeah, the Nathan Nathan Casey deal. It's just a. Uh, I'm assuming he's healthy. Yeah. I'm assuming he's going to St. John, even though he wasn't on their roster this past weekend. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe even just a protected list acquisition kind of thing. But um, no, the plank the Plandowski trade is. Uh, he, he pretty hard pressed to to find uh, a player who. You know, I guess, you know, he wanted out of Drummondville. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say he wanted out of Drummondville. It was a move that you knew was going to happen because they were getting Lamaru back and and I think somebody else, and he was dropping down the depth chart. And yeah. same thing with Lane Hinckley. And so those two became available. And, um, you know, Connor Trenton's a player that Richie said he's, he wanted to draft when he was, a uh, you know, out of the – in his draft year and yeah. try to acquire him a couple times. That's it. And it just never happened. And so you kind of got two players that, you know, the GM has liked for, for many years and they seem to be fitting in well, uh, not a great debut for Plandowski minus three. There's me complaining again, but he made up for it yeah. by scoring against St. John. That's Saint it. John, yeah. And a nice goal too. Yeah. Like it's, he's so, and I like that he's playing on his off on his offside. Uh, I like, uh, I like that as well. And, you know, so him and Trenum and, and Daniel, you've, I like that they've kind of made the moves for their 20-year-olds next season already. Like, mm-hmm. So you're not moving around to the draft to try to get this player or try to get this player. Where you've, prices you, are a little bit high because teams know you want to get a, yep. so a you're, 20. Yep, you've kind of got your, your set. You've yep. got your 20-year-old set for next year. Uh, you can more or less pencil them in the lineup. You're bringing your captain back. Um, you've got a, you know, a big, smooth-skating right-shot defenseman. You've got a... You know, a 200 foot center that can win face key face offs. Um, I don't think you want more than that out of 20 year olds. And um, from that point, it's just a matter of, you know, who's going to replace, who's going to replace LaBelle, who's going to replace Baudouin, um, and who's going to replace Barbashev. Yeah. It's it's three, 
You know, well, I think you're hoping that you're hoping the Mercier takes that step. Yeah, you're hoping that uh, Trenum replaces Baudouin's like, kind of leadership mm-hmm. because what they brought in from the start of the year to now is playoff experience. Yep, and that's it. Like Baudouin won a Presidents Cup, Trenum won a Memorial Cup. Say what you will about only playing five, winning mm-hmm. five games in the playoffs. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that was pretty big five games, and he was a third line guy or fourth line guy, but he was mm-hmm. still there in that locker room. Uh, Plandowski, I think he went to the third round against Victoriaville. Yeah, because Victoria oh, he, no, he was in Charlottetown last year. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was in Charlottetown. So he made it to the finals last year. Yeah, because they lost to Victo. Right, and he and the year before he made it to the third round against. Um, Whoever well, it was. They lost to Schoenigan last year in the finals. Yes. The year before was Victor. Victor, yeah. So he's, he's got some playoff experience. So that's what you're bringing in to bring this young crew ahead because they've had one technical playoff series and a three-game series because of a shortened season. So they mm-hmm. haven't had an actual playoff grind. And, you know, the goal of this hockey club in the second half, I think, don't worry about the division. Get the third seed. Yeah. Get that third seed so you have a chance at Halifax. And like I said – on one of the lives. Right now we're three and one against Halifax. Because of course we are when we're one and four against Cape Breton. Yeah, but makes sense. we're three and one against Halifax, so we've had good matchups against them. Now we play them five times. We could end up being three and eight against them by the end of the season, and we don't want to touch them in the playoffs. But the way they didn't upgrade the goaltending in the back end, you feel like you've got a better chance against them than getting swept by Quebec. Mm-hmm. as the four seed. So your goal should be the third seed, which you're four points behind Ramuski right now. Um, and I like what they brought in. They didn't move Barbashev, which I think is going to turn out really well. And the lineup that they have with Lounsbury up on that top line as a left winger and Barbashev down on the third with Ty Bell and Daniel, that third line gives you speed, gives you um, truculence, as Brian Burke says. Um, and it gives you a little bit of offense, which mm-hmm. they haven't had. They have three depth lines that they can roll at any point against anyone right now, and, mm-hmm. and you saw that especially against Ramuski. And you saw with the fourth line, like they've fourth line had some quality scoring opportunities. Yeah. And when you add Mueller to that line, um, which I have absolutely nothing wrong with Mueller playing on the fourth line. Nope. I think I, I said that in the in the preseason, having Daniel on the fourth line. To bring that, you know, veteran experience, yep. and but now you got Mueller there, who's, I mean, it's his speed. He's got the speed. He's, he's, you know, he he can. He's he got the speed. He's PK got the speed guy. and the skill. Yeah. Um, that's just going to help Gabe Smith along because uh, I mean, at one point, you know, really, you got to get. There's going to be a moment here where Mueller's going to have a puck and he's going to go wide, on his on his on the left side, skate around the net. And Gabe Smith's just gonna be there, <laughs> you know. The old Lucic tap in. He's just gonna he's just gonna be in front of the net, yep. like and and it's it's setting up that way where it's the same thing with Mercier. Mercier has that speed where he can go down the right wing, go to do a little turn around the net, and Gabe Smith's just gonna be there in front of that, <laughs> you know, just tap it in, just, just tap, tap it, it in. in. And that's it's the fact that they've got those two guys on on the wings, and you know you've got Gabe Smith that's just a six foot four lanky dude who hopefully gets up to 215 pounds when he's 18 but he's he's come so far mm-hmm. from the the, the yep. start of the year where you know and his i don't know if maybe he spurt. had a growth spurt in the off season yeah that kind of held back his skating a little yeah. bit but he's finally getting it and there's going to be times where i swear to god those two are either going to be Mueller's going to be going down the left he's going to escape yeah. behind the net and gabe smith's just going to be hit past it here man <laughs> 
or Mirce is going to go around yeah. the net. Hey, pass it here, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but what, and what they have, you look at the lineup from, like, the last game against Charlottetown. They've got scoring, speed, and physicality mm-hmm. on all four lines with Lounsbury, LaBelle, and Baudouin. There's your skill, your your whatever. Loshing, Trenholm, OJ, Barbashev, Tybo, Danielle, and then that fourth line. Like, every line mm-hmm. has what you want where they can play any way you want. Yeah. And – I mean, it sucks that we're not going to have Marcel for the Quebec game, but this is a this is a group, and this is going to sound very homerish, but I think lines up well with the group we have, lines up well against Quebec. Mm-hmm. They've got all four lines that line up well. Now, every lineup is a good lineup on paper, and they have to play like they can, but the way that the lines are right now, and you know, people look at that and be like, well, Barbershop's got a nine-game goal streak. Why is he on the third line? Because he... He's really had success with Barb, yeah, and he's had success it's, with Ty Bell. I yeah. think last year mm-hmm. they had success in the second half as the two of them. So um, Ty Bell and Mueller are just going to be better coming back from the World Juniors. You get that little World Junior bump. Um, it's it's a good forward group that's got depth in it, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what you know you want and what Richie's built with having without having to overpay. We've got three first rounders. I think. Maybe both of us. I know I was shocked. We still have three first rounders. I thought that I sends one was going to be moved for a goal scorer. Um, we have three of them at the draft. Whether we have three of them Probably not. in uniform after the draft, I don't know as no. prospects. But you got to believe that maybe, like he said on his live, he's got three that can help him build mm-hmm. at at the draft. So he didn't overpay. We've got first in all three years. Um, it just the trade deadline again. You know, you had said this year's trade deadline is don't piss me off. That's the theme of the deadline, and I don't mm-hmm. think they pissed you off. Nope. I'm a happy clam. I'm happy as a clam. <laughs> you know, I'm happy as a clam. There was no heart attacks, um, no near heart attacks. You know, I was, um, you know, when I when I, I think the only shock was Iacenza, and that wasn't even, it and was that a shock, was but it was a good more shock. that we got a first round pick back. Right. I was ex- I was kind of. It sucks to lose them, yeah. But you, you love the return, yeah. Uh, you know, and and it's so that didn't annoy me. And um, Darcy, well, I mean, besides having the nicest eyes in the league, I mean, <laughs> there's really yeah that there's it's 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 a loss, but it's not a painful loss. And no. then you bring it in experience that's just going to help you down the road and. I think that was the biggest got, thing was bringing I've got experience. Nothing wrong with what how this yeah. you know there was no no there was nothing, they added you know, where they, they needed to add yeah. in depth and and experience. They kept the goaltenders together. I will not lie. When it got to near the end of Friday, when I was getting ready to come home to do some of the trade deadline, like oh, what are we gonna have? I was like, oh God, Blackburn's still out there. Uh, you know, twenty year olds no, are still out there. I'm just like, it, please no. don't. And and I, and they didn't. And I'm okay with it for the second half. I'm okay with the group. Those same two goalies coming in next year. Yeah. Like if if will they, those two goalies still be back next year is another question. Yeah. But if 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 they choose to be, then I'm really okay with because you want goalies to have consistency together. Like we talked about with yeah. the Shawinigan thing. And if they're playing this year together, they're playing next year together. They're pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to give up assets to get goaltenders, and that's these are our two goaltenders. They play well together. 
they're going to alternate. Here we go. You can focus on the forwards and the defense and, yeah. and, and finding a, a LaBelle replacement and a Barbashev replacement. You can focus your assets elsewhere instead mm-hmm. of in the net. Yep, 100%. All right, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Sure. All right. Eric Murray, realtor, buy our house from him. Stick tap of the week. All right, folks. Whip off the belt and undo your pants. It's <laughs> Burger Fest, baby. <laughs> That may be the best intro I've heard in a while. Well, it's <laughs> I've had it lined up. I practiced it on the way here, and I think that's the first time I actually said Burger Fest. Yeah. Because every time I was practicing it in the car, I said Beer Fest. Oh, well done. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's back. It, it is back. It kicks off on Friday the thir- Friday the thirteenth. This this no. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth. Oh my goodness. Uh, Friday the thirteenth. I believe until Friday the 28th. Um, some like 40 restaurants this year. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, there's there's some that I wouldn't put 10 feet close to my mouth. Um, <laughs> there's also some that I would shove into my mouth. Uh, and that seems to be a re- recurring <laughs> occurrence every year is that uh, there is always some that look extremely good. There's yeah. also some that look very bad. Um, I'm also going to share a very unpopular food opinion. There's nothing better than a crispy chicken burger. Like I don't like beef burgers. A crispy chicken burger is what I need. I think I saw one. Um, so that will definitely be one of the ones that I try. I forget where it's from. Taking Avery to this thing now that she's crushing Big Macs. Well, that's it, man. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta get her into this uh, next level burger uh, business here. Um, I will say next week, I think we should try to get one in us. Possible. Uh, I, shared, possible. I shared the one from the... Uh, the problem is I got a palate of an eight-year-old. I just I don't like vegetables and lettuce and all the weird stuff, so I'll, I'll have to look through well, them and no, find... Uh, come on. I'll have to you find one that's really good. Actually, I think I had the Barbershop one last year. It was really good. The one I sent you from the Route 6, Yeah. it's got like... A burger. It's like a beef burger. Yeah. Then it's got like a Pulled pork on it. Not even. It's ribs. It's a like a, bo- a boneless rib, like a McRib. Oh, I thought you said it was. I thought it was like. I think I it's. I, I, I think it's it a pork. barbecue pork rib with the bones pulled out, and it's got like a Q-tip, like a long stick in the middle <laughs> with like two chicken wings yeah. on it, and uh, I think we could probably crush that one. And um, there's. Man, like there's some good looking burgers. Uh, there's all, like I said, there's also some that do not look appetizing whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for this one. Last year, I don't think I oh, participated. Yeah, no, I, I don't because I was, uh, you know, little. F- the, there was financial difficulties, of course, after Christmas, it always is. But well, and last year you had to go get it and eat it at home, and it was like yeah, there was no dining. Yeah, um, because that's COVID. Ooh, yeah. Big Dogs Barbecue. Yeah. Beef patty, bacon, smoky bacon brat, cheddar cheese, smoky mustard. Man, there's some heart attacks, heart attacks oh. on a plate here, man. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, the, the one from Route 6 uh, looks quite uh, quite good and sounds sounds good and, uh, and, all, that, and all that stuff. Yeah, the fish burger. Get, get the hell with, all, with the fish burgers. It's so yeah. stupid. What are you doing a fish burger for? <laughs> it's not McDonald's. Go get yourself a filet of fish every, any day of the week. Yeah, Don't throw true. a fish burger in with a burger fest. Um, but no, I've, been, I've been super excited for this one. I've known about it for about a month. I'm like, just please. <laughs> You've been waiting to come on the show. I, I have. I've been waiting to come back on, yeah. the, to sh- on, on the show just to talk about it. Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was that has a chicken burger, but it's almost like a buffalo uh, chicken. 
Meza. Meza, Lebanese. Is it Meza? Made with signature rotisserie. Slim uh, says chicken. Top no, of no, no, it's, no, it literally was like a chicken breast. Oh, like a le- legit like chicken burger. It All was right. like soaked in buffalo sauce and had like blue cheese dressing on it. And I forget which, I forget who it was, but it looked really good. But yeah, that's my unpopular food opinion. Is that crispy chicken burgers are better than beef burgers? Mm. Um, don't at me. Uh, that's just how I feel. But no, I, I couldn't be more excited. I'm gonna try to get at least five into me <laughs> in two weeks. And uh, see how I feel. I'm gonna try and get one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your only one will be next next Monday night when we record the the episode yeah. and then come and critique it together. Well, and, and I mean, if you're going somewhere, let me know because Layla's yeah. gone for the uh, that's true the week. She's yep. she's back to uh, to Europe for um, previous stuff, so she's gone for the week. So if we're going places, I mean, I, yeah. I, I will let you know. But uh, no, there's there's. I'll have to go go through the list again, unless I was just you know imagining things. So pumped to to find a chicken burger, You're like yeah, yeah. I mean, Meza had the only chicken one that I found, and I've gone through a few of them. Interesting. So. Okay, maybe I was just seeing things, but right. still, my unpopular food opinion is that crispy chicken burgers are better than beef burgers. Um, but there we go. That's uh, that's what the old stick tap is. Again, um, I know these restaurants. Most of these restaurants probably had a, a nice a boost because of the World Juniors. And I think they kind of, you know, there's some that are in parts of town that didn't see the economic spinoff from the yeah, World yeah. Juniors. I'm talking like, you know, Kelsey's, you know, the big stop didn't didn't get that that, that sort of business. And the Sports Rock on Mountain Road, I know, wasn't very busy because I drive by it every day. But the Sports Rock in Dieppe was, you know, full. Yeah. Because uh, it's still... As it's close to downtown. You can get to downtown Moncton in like 20 minutes from there walking. So, you know, there's some restaurants here that need that uh, that extra. Yeah, what the, what the hell is Pita Pit doing in the Burger Fest? Get, get the hell out of here, Pita Pit. Like, what, what are you, what's Pita Pit doing in Burger Fest? Like, yeah, he, it's a steak and bacon pita dream. That's not Get a out of here. Yeah. I mean, no. And what's the other Gluten one? Gluten free. Gluten free. <laughs> like, glu- look. If I want a heart attack, I don't want a gluten-free exactly. heart attack. If I want to have a, you know, if I want to end up in ICU, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be there because yeah. I had a gluten-free burger. Yeah. You know, I want to be there because I had like eight slices Ooh. of bacon or something, you know. It's, the A Cajun burger from uh, Kelsey's Roadhouse. Yes. That is another one I was- Massive I, double patty topped with hand-battered Cajun shrimp, honey glaze, yes. double smoked bacon. The shrimp is a little- Man, jalapenos get out of there. Jalapenos. Those Two are, types of cheese. Oh. Yeah, bad. My mouth is watering. Yeah. Um, but no, let, let's. Uh, this is another huge opportunity to um, to help businesses recover. They really need it. Yeah. Um, there's restaurants in here that <laughs> screw off, Peter Pit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you, you, what are you doing? A burger? You're not even studying a burger. It's a damn pita. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, what's the, there's another restaurant that shouldn't even be in there. Um, The gluten-free one is another one we yeah, talked about. Gluten-free. Um, Ed Subs. What's Ed Subs doing in Burger Fest? Um, is it even on a burger? Well, a sub bun. So. Sub bun. Get out of town. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Hey, they're just trying. At least they're there, like, they're, right? Like, they're, they're making an effort. I'm not going to try it. No. No, you're not going to try it, but you know what? There may be somebody that is I can make something more appetizing than that. <laughs> All right. You good? Yeah, whatever. All right. 
The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the REMAX Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, <laughs> make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. One of the sports rocks. Yeah. It's like the bun is like a mini pizza, like a mini pepperoni. Those mini pizzas? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a mini pepperoni pizza. So it's like oh, a pizza yeah. burger, but your bun is a mini pizza, and you're eating a pizza burger. Um, like that, that one looks different. Yeah. If I would have, I would have done it upside down, where like the, not the pizza is up like this, but the pizza is down like this, so like the cheese and the pepperonis on the burger. For those wondering, just go to YouTube and watch that. So like when you're, I think that that's going to be my concern is that when you grab the burger, mm-hmm. your hands are going to get greasy because you're basically grabbing onto cheese and pepperoni. Or it should be upside down, yep. or the you know your the crust you're holding onto the crust, right? Mm-hmm. That's my only critique of, of what their burger looks like. But uh, yeah, pizza burger looks pretty good. I think it's a sports rock D up. Yeah, big stop. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, it's a mini pizza. The all right, Frankie, one bite, one bite burger. Yep. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Are you tired from Christmas? Are you in pain from putting stuff away? Maybe you fell when you were putting on, taking down the lights? Or are you just in need of a relaxing massage? They have a few different types. The normal massage, the deep tissue massage, cupping massage, relaxation, and the TMG treatments. Um, let, us, let them help you out. Give them a call at 506-830-1224 to book or go to 1224 Mountain Road to book that. Your Wildcats Wildcat Player of the Week that is having a heck of a run. Um, he's now got a league-leading nine-game goal streak going. Um, he's got 11 goals in those nine games, one assist for 12 points. And like I've said a couple times, and like I said a few minutes ago, the best trades are the ones you don't make, and I think this is one of the better ones uh, down the stretch. So your Wildcats Wildcat of the Week is number 49, Max Barbashev, that'll do it for us. A little bit of a longer episode because we're talking trades in second half. But, look, I'm so happy to be back. Um, and I want to thank everybody who listens week after week, has supported us and supported me since the start of this show from an outsider coming here. Um, it just it means so much. We joke about being a worldwide podcast, but we have listeners in Switzerland, uh, Austria. Um, so it is when Layla's in Europe, she'll be listening from different countries to make us even more worldwide. Um, so thank you for being here for all 200 episodes uh, as well. Thanks to Chris for helping grow the show um, in his, well, I guess year three it would have been. And to you, sir, for being here week after week making this show what it is. Um, Quebec tonight. Um, if you don't have tickets, get them. It's going to be a big one. Bathurst on Friday. We will be back next week. You guys have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. Like, Peter Pitt, come on. Am I 